It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. The home of all things Super all League. Things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Good afternoon, Super Leaguers, and welcome to the Super League podcast brought to you by Lincoln Scott from Biggin and Scott. I am your host, Dale Taylor. Today, joined by a couple of very special people, Tristan Blacker, GM, no, sorry, not GM, he is the commish, and Ian Mortimer from the Bears. Guys, hello. Hello, mate. How you going? How you going, Dale? Uh, it's always exciting to have Tristan uh, on the podcast here, but uh, I'm, I'm actually very excited to have you on it, Ian. Yes, yes, thanks for having me. Uh, you are now known to everyone around as the Potfather. <laughs> <laughs> new name, new name, new name. The Potfather. Dale, the I like Potfather. It. I'll wear it with pride, mate. You should actually wear it. Get a t-shirt made up. Speak to Taylor Teamwear and get a Potfather t-shirt made. <laughs> Ian, mate, what have you been up to? You've uh, you've had a, had a pretty decent sort of comeback to the season with the Bears. Tell me how it's all going in uh, in the Bears camp. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all going swimmingly, mate. It's um, you know we had a bit of a rocky start. Uh, I think we lost four or five on the trot. Uh, not a good way to start the season, but uh, we uh, we cut the fat with old uh, Kutuziak. He's gone to. Uh, <laughs> He's gone to work in parts unknown, and uh, we got the big fella, uh, Tilly. He's come in as a replacement, and um, things Great are looking Tilly. up for the Bears. Winds Did you changed. guys have anything to do with sending Alex away to Bansdale for work? <laughs> uh, well, don't tell anyone this, but we've had to spend lots of money in uh, purchasing <laughs> land so we can all build houses there, but, you know, just to get him over there to build them. Bansdale, I wouldn't have thought it would have cost you that much. Yeah, nah. <laughs> But no, nah, it's uh, it's going good. Uh, the Bears were we're a tight knit unit. Um, you know, we got a couple of uh, good Mexicans in there, and um, they're doing it. Everyone's doing their part, so it's, it's who's, going good. Um, who's the most attractive bloke on the team, in your opinion? Is it Cam, or is it Gabe, or is it well, Kelly? Well, it was it was it was a it was a toss up between the two at the start. And then, uh, then the big till man came in and just uh, took me breath away. So he's, uh, he's doing all the right things. Very good, very good. Tristan, what what have you been up to, mate? It's been a while since we've had you on a podcast. Seeing as this is your first one for the year, it's only our second, but yeah, yeah look, I, I've just been busy. Um, you you, can't, you kind of come off COVID, and you know, you, you, we've sat around for a year doing absolutely nothing, and then. You know, work gets busier, Super League gets busier, uh, my girls' basketball just becomes ridiculously busy and you're trying to juggle it all and, and fit it all in, so just battling along, Dale. Just struggling to fit it all in, Tristan. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So, But uh, well, I do love being on a podcast with, with the Podfather. Um, it's always good to get on and, <laughs> and dissect some games and, and give some, some of our players a bit of a ribbing. Uh, so uh, I suggest we get into the first game on a Monday night. 
Well, I'm glad you said that, Tristan, because it was your Sharks taking on the Cadinia Crocs and absolutely making a meal of them 45 to 27. What happened, mate? Well, I think the Sharks, the Sharks are playing some pretty good basketball at the minute. Um, they're, they're shooting... Their shooting capacities is tenfold now that they've got um, that they've got Jackson Gray coming to the side, so he's been a big help. Um, but I think it's a combination of the Sharks shooting really well and, and working together as a team, but the Crocs just a little bit a little bit flat at the moment. Uh, they only had six, so they're missing two of their players, uh, and their their shooting ability was just wasn't. Uh, wasn't on song. I mean, Mike Godfrey only shot the ball at 22%. Um, he normally shoots at a, a much higher clip than that. Uh, Jay Richardson and uh, Dan Stowe together were two of ten. So I think last week or the week before, um, they were zero of 12. Now they're two of ten. I don't know what's going on with those two veterans. They're probably two that need to get it sorted pretty quickly. Maybe heading for four of 12 next week? <laughs> could be. Could be. I don't know. They're just... Um, I mean, they're not getting any younger, are they, those two? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's the, 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 Again, the Sharks playing really well um, and the, the Crocs having a pretty tough season. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Dan Stowe was friends with my grandfather, actually, so there you go. Just a bit of <laughs> trivia for you. They served together in World War Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan Stowe <laughs> dropped Laurie Taylor off at school a few times. <laughs> <laughs> For the Sharks, it was uh, it was Lee Belton leading all scorers of 21, uh, and Aaron Olchek with 13 and 7. Uh, no one else scoring in double figures. Jackson Gray was 100% from the field, but he only shot three shots. Um, probably a lesson learnt there to maybe feed the feed the beast. Uh, yep. What do you think there, Tristan? Did you play in this game, Tristan? No, no, I was um, I was game day decision, so I um, I was uh, unfortunately missing from this game. Uh, hence why we only won by twenty. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think you know if, if you if Aaron Olchek and Jackson Gray are spending a, a majority of their time in the paint, you want to try and get them that ball as um, as much as possible. They're just so efficient. So. Uh, Jacko had a quiet game by his standards, but um, I'm sure he'll bounce back and, and put up some pretty decent numbers uh, throughout the duration of the season. For the Crocs, not much to talk about. It was Riley Smith with 11 points. Uh, he did so well that they've actually looked at trading him away. Um, yep. More can be covered on our website with all the trades. Uh, we won't sort of delve into that too much today, but... Uh, Let's move on to the next game, shall we? And that was the uh, the Garfield Foxes and the Beaconsfield Mustangs. The Foxes absolutely making a meal of this one, 72 to 53. Uh, yeah. And it was Jack Morris Burney leading the charge. Yeah, Jack is phenomenal. Um, you know, we've, we've sung his praises um, for the last 12 months when we've talked about this this Foxes team is a, is a young gun uh, and he's a, he's, a, he's a big frame and on Monday night he uh, he did what he did uh, and just dominated essentially so finished with 23 points uh, 9 rebounds and just yeah just dominated from the get go cracking performance from him James Flannery was also good with a double double 12 points and 10 boards and uh, and once again Jordan Hendricks, 14 points, another consistent guy shooting the ball at 63%. Uh, 
Uh, Trent Reeford with a double-double, 12 points, 11, po uh, 11 boards. It was a pretty uh, well-rounded effort from the Foxes, mate. But um, let's talk about the Mustangs. The Mustangs had a big in uh, losing Ned Noodle Wiedemann. Uh, we had a pretty good Nudes replacement for him. Nudes. Yeah, so Nudes, Nudes had to... I don't know what Nudes... I don't even know where Nudes is, just quietly. But Did he do he's, a hard he's not here. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he's not here, but uh, we got uh, we brought in um, uh, an old uh, Super League regular from... Or domestic and elite, and, and he's been playing Super League for a number of years. And that's Casey with Zilko. And uh, his first uh, outing with the Mustangs, he dropped 25 points... 17 rebounds and a steal. Did very well. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty awesome to just come in and, and do that straight off the bat. The only other scorer in double figures was GM Chris Lugman. Uh, and they had yeah. 10 points and 8 rebounds. Um, and uh, Ash Turner actually Luke had a good game. Yep. Look, yeah. look, majority of the Mustangs, they, they didn't play poorly. Do you know what I mean? They... They did really well. Um, they worked together as a team. Um, the, the thing was that the Foxes just shot the ball at such a high percentage that they they shot themselves out of it essentially. So here's a here's a stat for you boys: the Foxes shot the ball at fifty percent overall, uh, putting up fifty-seven shots. The Beaconsfield Mustangs shot the ball at twenty-six percent, but they put up eighty shots. So they got an extra twenty-three more shots up in that game. And they still went down by 20 points. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that was Zilko. He's got good handles. He um, he's more of a uh, court general. Yep, just, he is. Um, he can uh, manipulate the ball and that, and just get everyone involved. And yeah, he's he's a superstar. I like watching him yeah. play. But, he is, um, and he's and he's looking very fit too, more. So I don't yeah, know if you've seen him a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, he's 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 looking super fit. I think he's gonna be playing a bit of footy this year. So, um, yeah, it was is, is a big end. Yeah, but those foxes, man, they're uh, they're a uh, tough squad, especially if you're um, trying to match up on uh, Flannery's. He's a little rabbit; he gets around too quick. <laughs> Dale, did, did you know how fast Flannery yes. is? <laughs> he is Good indeed segue, the fastest man in the competition. He is, he is. Yes. Well, I, in the words of uh, old Mick Malthouse, the wind is calm, the fox is patient. <laughs> oh, you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, that has absolutely no relevance, but it needed to be said. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into the next game. We had the Kui Koalas getting thumped by the Bears. All these, all these games on the Monday, Tristan, are just absolute blowouts. Yeah, it was pretty boring um, on Monday night. There wasn't anything too exciting uh, that happened outside of a, a couple of little uh, jokes by uh, Adam Edgecombe. But otherwise, <laughs> it was just me and my main man, Morty, just sitting there having a chat about the good old days because there was no no exciting basketball being played at all. Well, yeah, you can tell here. It was the Bears getting up 81 to 57. Um, yep. And your man, Jay Till, uh, doing doing some dirty work. 21 points, 21 rebounds. Yeah, big boy. Big yeah, boy. The, other, the other notable scorer for the for the Bears, and, and we're used to saying how disgusting this guy is. I don't know if we can actually do that anymore. He's, uh, he's, he's hit 
big games the last couple of weeks. He went for 20 points, yep. and he hit 6 out of 15 from deep. Yeah, that's uh, Joshy Saunders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got the rev surprise. up. He got the rev up before the game. Uh, he got told his head was on the uh, trade chopping block. <laughs> and he's, uh, he stood up and uh, actually made a few baskets. So we all did. Yeah. Well, except for me, but, you know, I'm not there for baskets. I'm there for team morale. <laughs> uh, Dan Alvarez, uh, yeah. uh, 13 points, had a big one. Uh, Greg Wise, 14 points, 12 rebounds, and one very embarrassing thing out in the car park, Ian. Yes, yes. So, uh, old uh, Sally, as we like to call him now, um, <laughs> decided to uh, make a little purchase uh, just recently and uh, bought himself a new Mustang and uh, decided Mustang to show her off a little bit. Uh, start her up in the car park so if, I, if there was a fine system in place I'd definitely be finding him but yeah you know. that's a bit of a that's a bit of a flog move isn't it yeah, <laughs> a bit of a only someone with a Mustang would do something like that yeah <laughs> yeah given half the chance he would have driven one of his trains in you know like he just <laughs> he just loves to be cock it doesn't he <laughs> what I thought was really funny is that uh, he brought three other blokes with him so and one of them was big tilly so he had to like Jeez. squish into the mustang just to get uh just to get home all the way to williamstown <laughs> that would have been a very uncomfortable ride in the back of one oh, of those yeah. things i would think yeah uh mason lee for the koalas 22 points had a big game um yeah yeah no Mace's, I mean, we know we know what he's capable of doing. His his footwork is probably one of the best in the competition. Uh, I love watching him play, and you know, you just need to get him the ball a little bit more, and, and that's essentially what the koalas did. Or, you know, although they went down, and you know, they were missing they were missing a couple uh, in Stewie Bass and and Big Bridge. Um, you know, they they had enough there to, to really contest. They probably just had a, an off game, only shooting the ball at thirty percent, but. Mason, Mason was phenomenal. You know, he was kind of that floor general on on Monday night, and his his stats reflect that. Yeah, he's a um, he's a little superstar. He is old hammer, but um, he uh, every time I had the ball and he was near me, I got a little poopy pants. So um, <laughs> he's definitely definitely a, uh, a young superstar, which is good to see in the uh, in the league. So yeah, and he's handsome too. Yeah. Ambu was a bit more quiet than usual. He had uh, 12 points, 15 rebounds, though. Um, yeah. Oh, look, you know, it, you'd say he's quiet. Like, the team lost convincingly, and, and and Ambu was quiet. But, again, it's just those little one percenters and uh, the little things that, you know, don't get recorded on a stat sheet that, you know, he does so well. So, um, you know, you'd be... You'd love to. You'd love for someone to be saying, "Oh, you've you've had a quiet game with twelve and 15. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look, I, I I expect this team to, to really bounce back in a big way um, and and continue their form, you know, into finals. And Riley Lanting was the other one uh, having a, having a pretty decent game with thirteen points, a couple of threes there, um, and one subsequent trade. Yes, he's on the he's on the trade table. Old so Riley. Once, once once again, checking on the uh, checking on the website for that one. But uh, details of a trade involving Mr. Riley Lanting are up. So 
have a squeeze. Uh, the next game was the Philly Island Penguins absolutely blowing out the Cranbourne Bucks, 84 to 46. Did you orchestrate any of these blowouts? Like, what? This is so strange. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Um, just uh, all I can really do is is rely on you blokes to do the fixturing and for me to open the doors at uh, 6.30. And that's what I did. And all the teams took care of the rest. So <laughs> uh, the Penguins are really, really, really good. Um, Josh Drury led in that point guard position. Uh, their fearless GM in Brad Starkey. That's Starkey with an E there, Dale. Um, <laughs> he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. He's playing some of his best basketball. I haven't seen him play this well for a long time. Uh, he finished with 29 points and 18 rebounds. Uh, I think his back was it was feeling pretty good because it wasn't just um, he wasn't just putting up shots from deep. He was really getting inside the key and and finishing around the bucket. And you know if he continues to play like that, I see the Penguins actually pushing really deep into into finals. Deep. Yes, very deep, and uh, he would have made the old man proud with that game. That's, uh, that's yeah, a massive. Yeah, uh, the folks were there. The folks were there. They uh, they they were, they were pretty happy to to see him have a good game. The other the other standouts, as you said, Josh Drury. He had uh, twenty two five steals, five rebounds. I'll give you a hot um, tip now. Please. Yep. Uh, uh, this isn't a uh, this isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. <laughs> he will win. He, Josh Drury will win yep. uh, player of the tournament or whatever you call it. MVP? <laughs> MVP. MVP? Yeah, right. that, that I'll go with that. A superstar. Give us 50 bucks, Mortz, and we'll make sure that happens. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you, know, you know who else was absolutely brilliant on uh, Monday Night Dale? And that was our, uh, that's our boy, Adam Edgecombe. Oh, yeah? He had yeah. 14 and 12 by Lugo. Pretty decent yeah. stat line he's for playing, him. He's playing. He's just flying under the radar a little bit. He's playing some really good basketball. Yeah, yeah. And he had uh, he had a pretty decent sledge as well, I believe. Oh mate, it was phenomenal. So I um, I think uh, Spurs put it up in our in our group chat, but uh, he knocked a three pointer, and um, Dave Morseman made the comment something like. Adam doesn't shoot threes or he doesn't normally shoot threes and Adam's turned around and said, your mum is a three. <laughs> That's playing with fire, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the game was nearly at a standstill. Like, uh, there was that many people yeah. laughing and carrying on one there more. It's like everyone yeah, just... Spares nearly bloody... Yeah, I, I, haven't been, I haven't seen... Like, Spares doesn't really show that much emotion every now and then, but like... Yeah, he, yeah, he uh, loved yeah, it. He was, he was almost on the ground in tears. So. <laughs> Spez had a decent game with uh, with eighteen points, seven boards. Um, yeah, he sort of he was yeah. the only player in double figures on that team, which is uh, which is kind of disappointing. Craig Drew shot the ball at a disgusting clip. He's starting to look like uh, one of the Reapers out there at eighteen percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a, probably a tough night from what I can read into on the stat sheet here, Tristan. Yeah, you're just spot on. Even look, you look at Pete Kennedy, one of ten. Um, he doesn't normally do that. Drew doesn't normally shoot three of sixteen. Um, you know, even Joshy Lanting, uh, he could finish around the bucket. So, you know, just this team—they got blown out by forty points, but they're they're a hell of a lot better side than what you see on paper here. So, I would expect them to to do a little bit better uh, throughout the duration of the season. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Let's uh, let's hope so. Anyway, because that is just an absolute thumping. <laughs> <laughs> Good old fashioned. <laughs> Mate, uh, let's let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Lincoln Scott from Biggin and Scott. He's our is our main man. He's the he's the point guard for the Belgrave Mumbers. Uh, he is a realtor. He sells houses. He does an absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, look him up on social media or on his page uh, through their through the Biggin and Scott website. Uh, this guy has. Um, has been selling houses for a long time so whether you're looking to buy or whether you're looking to sell have a chat with link you'll come around he'll have a couple with you you'll go through everything uh he's he's the man to to push you through like i said into your next property or if you're getting into the market for the first time uh speak with lincoln and, and he'll definitely be able to help you out that's lincoln scott from biggin and scott thank you for that tristan now Coming back, we're going to get into Tuesday night games, but before we do that, Ian, you have some exciting news from the Bottom Pub. Yes, yes, the uh, the uh, Bottom That's Pub. Showing how old I am. Yes, yeah, very old, almost <laughs> as old as bloody um, Stan Young <laughs> from the Crocs. <laughs> nah, it's all right. Um, yeah, so. Uh, as you know, we've got our uh, Player of the Week award already, uh, which is sponsored by uh, Lockie McGrath, is it, from the Camels? It is, Lone Wolf sponsored. Creative. Yeah, yeah. So from now on, uh, moving forward, we're just going to have the uh, the Drake Tavern, a.k.a. Purvies, a.k.a. the Railway, a.k.a. the Bottom, as they like to call it. <laughs> uh, we're going to have the Drake Palmer and Schooner Award which just goes to the bloke that uh, may not be best on court for the night, but has shown, just shown a real, uh, real effort game. And yeah, yeah. just uh, cause like my, my theory is being a, uh, being a moderate to okay player, which is more the, uh, more the latter. Um, you hear the uh, you hear the big names like you, you know your uh, your Umbus, your uh, your Spezzes every week getting Player of the Week and that and you know maybe your Dale Taylors every now and then and um, stretch. This this just goes out to the little guy you know that may have been picked up in the sixth round, but he's uh, he's uh, done all the right things for his team and um, I feel that that has to be rewarded. So we're going to be doing uh, for Monday and Tuesday nights. Both teams. There'll be two awards. Is the Palmer and Schooner Award. So it'll be a uh, a voucher to come down to the Drake Tavern and have a Palmer and a Schooner. I love it, that's mate. Wicked. That's uh, that's fantastic. Have you actually have you chosen someone out for this week for the Monday night comp? Yes, I have. Who have you um, got for us? It goes for my man uh, who actually was in a trade with me at the start of the season, Mickey Francis. He's um, for the Bucks. Old Frankie. Old Frankie, he, um, he was dominant around the paint uh, and uh, always getting in there and uh, the old silent assassin, as some would call him, um, gets done every week and uh, yeah, the award goes to Mickey this week, so. He's a quiet lad, but he's a great lad, so if, you, do, if, you, yep. if you don't know him, make make an effort to get to know him, because he's, yep. he's a he'll ripping always, bloke. He'll always there to have a combo with you. And I hope no, he invites you to the pub for a palmer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes and Mickey Francis is going to be stoked with this award. <laughs> yep, bloody oath. 
Thank you for that, mate. Let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on a Tuesday night award maybe a bit later after we cover cover these games, shall we? So beautiful. The uh, the first game of the night it was the Marynole Matadors just getting up on the Belgrave Mumbers in a thriller, fifty-one to forty-nine. Uh, ripping games from both Timmy Morgan and Jeff Reed, and I suppose this was sort of to be expected. I think Tristan. Well, yeah, I mean the the Matadors have been playing some really good basketball, so you know, I, like coming into this game, you you would expect the the Matador, well, I expected the Matadors to get up, but you know, with the likes of you know Jeff Reed, Lincoln Scott, you know Hayden Taylor blokes like this on the on the Mumbers team uh, we we all knew that we we're in for a bit of a close one and and it didn't disappoint it was awesome it was back and forth and in fact the Mumbers were in the driver's seat for the last few minutes uh, on the clock but uh, the the Noel Matadors put together a, a stunning uh, last few minutes and were able to sort of just get up um, by the skin of their teeth so it was a, it was a really good game to watch but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it was, you know, I love watching Timmy Morgan and I love watching Jeff Reed. So it was it was just a great game to sit there and watch um, as it all sort of unfolded. I mean, uh, Timmy Morgan was just fantastic all over the joint. 19 points, 6 rebounds uh, and, and just high energy as always. Um, and then you had Jeff Reed on the other end, smooth as silk, making all these tough shots whenever, whenever the Mumbers sort of needed one. Jeff was there putting up a tough shot and, and making it. So um, they were almost the only two players in double figures. The only other one, Tristan, was Jared Hendricks. He's had a really good season, actually. Um, he's putting up some decent numbers. Uh, if you guys remember, Liam initially um, drafted Cam Andre, but he couldn't play on a Tuesday night. So we um, the league kind of had to half-force a trade and, and Jared come over from the Sharks uh, to play with the Matadors and yeah he's doing really well um, get, getting a heap fitter and you know putting up some you know consistent numbers which is good so this uh, this Matadors team's uh, pretty exciting actually I think they could do they could do some real damage uh, come finals you look at the numbers and you look at their win-loss uh, record and you know you've still got like blokes like Rob Middleton to pop up and, and knock some threes even Liam my brother is probably not as Bit as uh, he has been in past seasons, so um, yeah. To put it bluntly, he's just a... fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to way to yeah. call your brother fat on the podcast. Yeah, no, well, he's 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 he is fat, but he's not as fat as his big brother at the moment. <laughs> so it must be right. It must run in the family. But um, yeah, like I, I like this. I like this Matadors team. Um, they're they're my smoky for a, for a Tuesday night. Well, they move up to five and one, and the Mumbers move to one and five. So, it's been an interesting, uh, an interesting season for for both of these squads. And the Mumbers sort of remind me of a of a bulldog squad from way back in the first season, Tristan, where they were competitive in every single game and only losing by small margins, but losing yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, and, that's right. So, they so um... got, to be, got to be tough for those guys because they're they're there every single week. Yeah, well, and and that, yeah, it would be because I mean, you look you look at the big three alone in um, your brother Hayden, uh, Jeff, and Link Scott. But then you got like Pete Harris, who's putting up some, you know, starting to put up some really decent numbers. He finished with eight and nine. Um, 
you know, even Carthy, old man River, you know, he's played some decent basketball in his day and he's, he's pretty clever with the ball and, and Big Plaz and Adam Rankin. So, like, their teams, they're, yeah, they've got the team there, uh, just not getting over the line, unfortunately. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully they can string together a couple. I, I correct myself, actually. They've actually got two wins for the season. So they're, they're now two and three. Uh, two and four, sorry. But moving on to the next game, we've got uh, the Pakenham Upper Unicorns getting walloped by the Bayside Reapers. And this was uh, this was a fun game to be a part of, mate. Tell me about it then. Because the Reapers well, are just flying under the radar at the minute, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we got off to a pretty good start, actually. I think it was like 12 points. We put up 12 points before they even got on the board. So it was we had a, a decent head start, and then we got out to a 20-point lead. And, you know, there was there was sort of little comebacks on their side, and each time they did that, we, just, we sort of were able to pull something out and, um, and get sort of back up to that 20-point buffer, and it never really it never really looked in danger, um, which, was, which was good for us, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a... Like, just like every other Reapers game we've had, it's been a, a pretty well-rounded effort. Um, you know, outside of Benji Coco dropping 19 and five threes, uh, which he did a lot of that towards the end of that game, uh, if you look, if you take that out of the equation, it's a, it's a pretty even spread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was going to say to you, Dale. You seem to have someone or, you know, one or two players pop up each week. Um, and, and really stand up and you know you know lead that team. So you know Benji and and Rylan have done it this week. Um, you know you've put up some decent numbers, you know throughout the season. Carl Turkin starting to see he's starting to find a little bit more form around the bucket. Um, and then you have got a Broad Green as well. So you've got a you've got a pretty um, pretty deep list in, in that regard. And you know if I, I would hate to see Steve West start finding some of his Thursday night form. Uh, on a Tuesday night, because if he does two that, different people. Um, yeah, like you're gonna, that's gonna be scary. So um, we well, end yeah, up with this... you end up with Steve West on a Thursday, and I think we end up with Simon West on a on a <laughs> Tuesday because uh, he's a completely different guy shooting the ball at least. Yeah, yeah, I. Agree. But he he was fantastic actually. I mean, he's he's probably our our best defender and probably our best decision maker with the ball too. He's um. He's been, you know, sort of an under-the-radar type guy. And, when, yeah, like you say, once he gets going, uh, look out. But um, Ryland Dunn, I've been really impressed with. You know, he had 13 and 7. Uh, but his, his ability to shoot the ball is just second to none. And um, I think as the season's gone on, he's, he's sort of worked out where he can get the ball and get a shot up and, you know, where he's going to get the ball. Um, so he, he's mid range, just done on the baseline. Yeah, he's he's fantastic at it. He's probably, in my opinion, the best in the league at it. And um, you know, for for him to be able to sort of be, he, you know, he's been consistent around that sort of ten points every game, and and we need it. So um, yeah, he's been fantastic for for the for the unicorns. It was a it was a tough go at it for them. Um, you know, like the the likes of Joey and and Mahalo, who normally sort of shine for those guys, had a had a tough night shooting the ball. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, once once they were down big, you know, you could see the the energy sort of wasn't there at times, and it just sort of it made it a little bit easier for us to to close the game out, to be honest. But um, you know, the like I said, I said this from the start. 
um, and I'm probably going to be proven wrong. I said unicorns will make finals from the from the start of the season, and um, I just yep. think I think that their windows probably almost closed now. Um, they're going to need to sort of really put together some good stuff and, and hope for some uh, decent results in their favour. But I think it's probably getting to be too late for those guys to make finals. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that one, Dale. <laughs> well, there you go. That was that one. Uh, the next one on the list was a good game. Uh, it was the Hampton Park Blazers going down to the Ducks 45-49. to 49. Yep, another and, close uh, one, which is good to see. Yeah, and it was another Morgan brother doing uh, doing some decent damage. Uh, Jay Morgan, uh, recent recruit for the Ducks, sixteen yep. points, seven rebounds uh, on thirty three percent shooting. He had a he had a really decent game, and the other one was Grimo, old mate Grimo, thirteen yep. points. He had a, he had a three pointer, only one three pointer, which is uh, kind of surprising. That's his that's his go to. Um, yep. Yeah. Um. No one really sort of blew anyone out of the water in this game, but you know it was it was a, sort of a bit like we were talking before about the Reapers. It was a pretty pretty even spread. Yeah, it seems the same with uh, the Ducks and the Blazers here. Just having a look at their stats, um, and that's what you like to see. Do you know what I mean? It was a it was a four a four point difference and a four point win to the Ducks, uh, but both teams as you know with even spread of, of numbers. Uh, looks to me, obviously not being there, that it was. Um, a very tight contest, but you know every player was utilised to the best of their abilities as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see Craig Walker getting up and about. He had 13 points, yep. five boards. Uh, Mitch Ryle started off the game hot. Uh, he had 10 points and 12 rebounds. Yep. Um, Jesse Henderson was was relatively quiet, I guess. Eight points, eight boards, um, but only six shots and 25 minutes played. So. I don't know. I don't know if he's on like load management there, but uh, to me, that's probably a little bit too much time on the pine for for yep, big man Lurch. I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Uh, Jay Morgan, Grimo, yeah. So just just an even spread. How's our um, how's the the King of Kings going, old Trav Blackney? He's uh, he's doing well. He's he's sort of uh, not quite as cocky as he was at the start of the season but uh you know he's still still doing the, all the defensive things and the little mid-ranges and yeah. rebounding the ball well he's uh he's a baller so um yeah i look for this ducks team to go far because they've they've proven it all season that they're they're a team not to be messed with and yeah um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna draw a pretty decent team in this crossover round uh coming up so uh, the Blazers also, so they've they've now dropped I think two or three in a row. Um, so they've sort of fallen off their perch. They had a ripping start to the season and, and were really pegged as a team to beat, um, and and sort of maybe um, have lost their edge a little bit. But yep. uh, but GM Trav Harris has uh, has absolutely reacted. He's he's been on the front foot making trades. So. Once again, jump on the website, check it all out. But uh, Mitch Ryle and Serge Duskus Duskus Duskas uh, are on the move. <laughs> Mr. Uber. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, keep, keep your eye on the website for that. 
Our final game of the night was the Harkaway Toucans going down in a really close game against the Coraline Camels, 54-57. to 57. You do just got all the good games. I'm sitting there on a Monday just disinterested, uh, <laughs> disinterested in on you know what was going on on the court and you're sitting there just watching some decent basketball. It was it was actually a really good night of basketball on the Tuesday. There was some, some cracking games and um, you know it was good to see my man Tommy Walsh uh, finally rocking up to a game. He had 19 points, nine rebounds, and he looked like back to the back to the silky smooth Tommy Walsh we're used to seeing. Oh, good, good. That's um, it's about time that that bloke's shown up in more ways than one. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Sinclair was the other the other hot man for for the two cans. He had sixteen and eight. Yep. Uh, no one else in double figures there, but um, I think maybe uh, Matt Lever, um, J Rod, T Dub, like all the guys there, they're capable of sort of doing a little bit more. But um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I, we kind of slated this team into you know really pushing in the finals, um, but it doesn't seem the case. Um, unfortunately but um yeah just looking at the the list itself they've, they've got a really good team yeah agreed agreed uh for the camels Lockie mcgrath he yeah, he yeah. was in double figures and he had a, he had a hot scoring <laughs> who are Lockie mcgrath he he had a hot scoring uh little segment in that game where he's dropped five or seven points in a row and um they weren't they were at a good stage in the game where they needed him so um, just leading from the front. Yeah, coming up big time. Corey Nagel, 14 points, five rebounds. He's featured in a trade, um, as well as Scotty McQuillan. So you guys uh, guys need to keep an eye on that one. Lewis Munoz, three threes, nine points, nine rebounds on five shots for the game. Um, I would like to see a few more shots from my favourite. Someone needs to have a quiet word to him because we've been saying this since he started playing in Super League. You know, like I, mean, I remember, like I used to play with him uh, at Downtown in uh, Packy A grade, and like I know it was a long time ago, but he used to just he'd drop twenty and thirty and forty points a game. Yeah, he was a he was a beast. So he needs to do that here, Lewis. Do it here. Agreed. So that pretty much uh, that pretty much wraps up our game coverage. Um, Ian, I think we'll go back to you. You've got a uh, a bottom pub award. What are yes, we calling I... it? Sorry, just just run me through the name of it again because I'm just useless. <laughs> That's all right. You're, you're new to this thing. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's called it's called the Drake Tavern uh, Schooner and Palmer Award. Alright, so yeah, you uh, most uh, reasonable okay. people would have got it the first time, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it just goes out to the uh, to the players or to a player on the Monday night and Tuesday night that have uh, not necessarily been the best in the court and not necessarily been the greatest player, but has done their uh, done their bit for the team. And this week, um, it goes to as you said, um, my man uh, Lockie McGrath. Uh, Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. Nailing those uh, very important points by the sound of it. Um, and yeah, so Lockie, you'll be able to bring the uh, the missus and uh, the kids down and have a uh, palmer. And Get a the schooner. kids a beer. Yeah, I'll, if, if I'm behind the bar, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, 
the no, day. Thank, thank so, you to the guys at Drake Tavern, mate. That is, uh, that's terrific. And, um, yeah, the board's have structured that deal and, and we're really happy. He went and spoke with Brendan and and whatnot. And, um, it's a, it is a, a, a fantastic establishment. So I don't know if too many people have been down there kind of since their big renos. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a phenomenal place to to head down for a beer and it's a phenomenal place for a feed too actually me and Mort's get down there as, as as often as we can for a bit of a catch-up and yeah it's a pretty chilled environment and i do a bit of music on it on the weekend Mort's a bit of live music and yeah, um so, so we got a bit of entertainment let me just go for a quick shameless shameless plug um we've got a bit of entertainment friday nights uh, most friday nights we've got a bit of karaoke so oh. get down and blast the lungs maybe kill some cats and um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and uh, every Sunday from three o'clock in the beer garden, we've got a uh, Sunday sh- Sunday sessions. Try saying that five times quick, but um, yeah. So and cut down, and uh, yeah, the beer flows like uh, like wine, and um, yeah, it's good good time, good day out. Yeah, Lockie McGrath, maybe see what Frankie's up to in the next couple of weeks. Maybe you guys can uh, mandate it. <laughs> Absolutely, Have a mandate. So that that uh, that covers our game coverage, covers our Drake Tavern Award. Um, let's talk about our crossover games, Tristan. So we've got uh, we've got some crossover games coming up next week. We so do. Keep an, eye, keep an eye on your on the website. Keep an eye on your group chats because um, we'll be announcing those today. Um, but I am absolutely looking forward to these, mate. I, the, you know these these are my favourite rounds of the year because there's always a, a thriller or two. Um, in these games, yeah, there is, there is, and um, obviously, you, like Dale said, you'll see the you'll see the fixture up really soon. But DT's been working on a couple of crispy, crispy lineups, and yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. It is, and uh, the other thing to cover off on Tristan, we've got our trade deadline coming up Saturday at ten o'clock. Yep, um, we've already had two trades. Uh, announced on our website and we've got a heap going up in the next couple of hours so um, be sure to go over and, and check out who's who's shifting teams uh, because this is the, this is your GM's last sort of chance to, to adjust and make any uh, necessary additions to the team before their final run to the to the playoffs yeah yeah absolutely um, it, this this last couple of days has been pretty pretty hectic in regards to trades that have been made but yeah like you said only a few days left um so get that sorted and even if you're a player try and force a trade go to your gm and say i want out um you know just if, if you're not happy you're not happy bloody you know force something but um yeah otherwise you, here you are creating extra work for us tristan <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit... Have Even to admit, if you are happy, Wigan, maybe you just I, go and ask for a trade and see what happens. <laughs> I, um, it's pretty easy. I just say approved, and then all of a sudden there's a, a lengthy write-up on the website, mate. I don't know how it happened, but um, it's pretty easy in my opinion. But, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, guys, that pretty much uh, brings us to the conclusion of this podcast. I would like to thank Ian especially for being on the podcast today, mate. Thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure. No worries. Thank you. Skull Bears. <laughs> hey, so, Morty, are you going to jump on most weeks and let us know who's um, who's getting what award, or are you going to yeah, let us know? What do you want to do? No, definitely. I'll jump on uh, each week and... Um 
grace your uh, grace yours and every other every other person's ears with my velvety tones and um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, give it give a shout out. Throw out a couple of palmers and schooners, and yeah, we'll go from there. Cool. Is there like a commissioner palmer award that is going to be given out each week? Where well, the commissioner talking, talking, like, talking like you were before about being fat, it might have to be like a salad and a schooner. <laughs> <laughs> A salad and a light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a, a walker. Alright, very good. Alright guys, you, thank you again for joining us and we'll catch you guys next week.